Welcome to Furniture Industry News for Wednesday, October 4th, 2023 from FurniturePodcast.com, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover Marcus Limonis joining Overstock.com's board, furniture retailers adapting to consumer spending changes, a furniture retailer lawsuit over a fired employee, declining furniture manufacturing, Americans' dissatisfaction with Biden's handling of the economy, and the importance of supporting local newsrooms in the furniture industry. Overstock.com has announced the appointment of Marcus Limonis, the star of CNBC's show The Profit, to its board of directors. Limonis, who currently serves as the chairman and CEO of Camping World, the nation's largest RV and outdoor retailer, and Good Sam, the world's largest RV owners organization, joins the board as its eighth independent director. Allison Abraham, the chair of the Overstock board, expressed enthusiasm about Limonis's addition, stating that his experience in leadership, retail, branding, and customer engagement will complement the current board's strengths and position the company for growth and success. Overstock CEO Jonathan Johnson also praised Limonis's business acumen, believing that he will make meaningful contributions to the company during its transition period. Following Overstock's acquisition of Bed Bath & Beyond's intellectual property in June, the company's shares experienced a surge, reaching $37.86 per share on August 2nd. However, the share price has since fallen, trading at $14.89 on October 4th, a six-month low. Lemonese, known as the business turnaround king, has advised struggling small businesses across the country through multiple seasons of his show, The Profit. He is also recognized for his role on HGTV's The Renovator, where he helps homeowners improve the value and functionality of their homes. Limonis expressed enthusiasm about his appointment to the Overstock Board, noting that it merges his personal and professional interests. He is excited about the opportunities that lie ahead for the new Bed Bath & Beyond and is eager to contribute to the board as the company enters a new phase of growth with an iconic consumer brand. Furniture retailers continue to grapple with the perception of oversupply in the market, despite an increase in consumer spending. The United States has seen a decline in retail space per capita from a peak of 56.5 square feet in 2009 to 54.3 square feet per capita, a reduction of 3.9%. This shift has occurred alongside a rise in both population and retail spending. Although the pandemic spurred a significant increase in consumer spending on goods and services, the perception of oversupply in the retail sector persists. Retail construction has remained subdued, and aging malls have been redeveloped, resulting in the demolition of over 130 million square feet of retail space over the past five years. In the furniture retail sector, retailers have adapted by managing inventory growth at a slower pace than population and spending increases. This showcases their ability to efficiently balance inventory and demand by effectively managing supply chains. While the impact of the shift in supply per capita varies across different markets, many top markets have experienced a decrease in total retail space over the past 15 years, especially in areas with significant population growth. Furniture retailers in these markets are focused on optimizing their existing spaces. To navigate the changing landscape, furniture retailers are taking a consumer-centric approach. They are investing in enhancing the in-store experience and embracing digital transformation. 
Technologies like augmented reality and virtual reality have gained prominence, allowing customers to visualize furniture in their homes before making a purchase. The pandemic further accelerated the adoption of online furniture shopping. Retailers are also improving supply chain resilience through better forecasting, efficient procurement practices, and just-in-time inventory management. This enables them to manage inventory efficiently and minimize oversupply. Furthermore, furniture retailers are expanding their offerings to include home decor, smart home technology, and services like interior design consultations. This diversification not only meets evolving consumer needs, but also optimizes retail space effectively. While the furniture retailer sector faces unique challenges in terms of oversupply perception, adapting to consumer preferences, improving shopping experiences both in-store and online, and building resilient supply chains are key to successfully navigating the evolving retail landscape. An Arkansas-based furniture retailer, Hanks Fine Furniture, is currently facing a lawsuit filed by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission on grounds of religious discrimination. The lawsuit claims that the company fired an employee from its Pensacola, Florida store after she refused to take the COVID vaccine, citing religious beliefs as her reason. The EEOC alleges that in 2021, Hanks Furniture implemented a mandatory COVID-19 vaccination policy. When the assistant store manager in Pensacola requested an exemption from the requirement due to her Christian beliefs, her store manager and immediate supervisor informed her that refusal to comply with the policy would result in the loss of her management position. Shortly after, the company terminated her employment. The EEOC states that this alleged conduct violates Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibits employers from failing to accommodate an employee's sincerely held religious beliefs unless it causes undue hardship. The EEOC attempted to reach a settlement with Hank's fine furniture through its voluntary conciliation process, but was unsuccessful. As a result, the lawsuit seeks various forms of compensation for the terminated employee, including back pay, compensatory and punitive damages, as well as injunctive relief. Bradley Anderson, the EEOC Birmingham District Director, emphasized that federal law mandates employers to reasonably accommodate sincerely held religious beliefs, provided it does not unduly burden the business. When approached for comment, Hank's furniture owner and CEO, Mary Brown Allen, responded by stating that the company denies any wrongdoing and will resolve the matter through the legal process. The furniture manufacturing sector is experiencing a decline for the second consecutive month following a three-month period of growth. The Institute for Supply Management reported that the overall manufacturing sector measured 49% in September, marking the 11th consecutive month of contraction. While September's figure shows a slight improvement from August's 47.6%, it still represents a decline in the industry. Timothy R. Fiore, ISM chairman, commented on the situation, stating that the U.S. manufacturing sector has continued its contraction trend, albeit at a slower rate. Fiore noted that companies are still managing outputs appropriately as order softness persists, but the month-on-month improvement in September is a positive sign. In the furniture manufacturing industry, only 5 out of 18 recognized by the ISM reported growth. Furniture and wood products were among those witnessing contraction. Previously, furniture had shown growth from May to July while the rest of the sector declined. However, in August, 
furniture realigned with the overall decline trend, which continued into September, with more severe declines in new orders and production output. Employment in the industry also declined. Supplier delivery speeds remained unchanged, and furniture reported lower backlogs and contraction in inventories. Overall, the furniture manufacturing sector still faces challenges, with only a few industries showing growth. The industry's performance will be closely monitored in the coming months to assess any potential changes or improvements. As we approach the upcoming market, the question on everyone's mind is, what can we expect? Unfortunately, I don't have a crystal ball, and even if I did, I wouldn't trust it. Here's why. Firstly, the majority of Americans appear to be growing increasingly dissatisfied with President Biden's handling of various issues, including the economy and immigration. This sentiment is reflected in recent consumer surveys, such as the Washington Post-ABC News poll. Moreover, Rising gas prices and high interest rates have contributed to economic uncertainty and have negatively impacted consumer confidence. The Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index fell for a second consecutive month in September, reflecting this lack of confidence. Additionally, prices for essential items have seen a significant increase. The cost of food prepared at home has risen by almost 20% since April 2021, and car prices are 19% higher than last year, due to supply constraints and semiconductor shortages. Airline fares and hotel prices have also seen substantial increases, up 36% and 31% respectively. Mortgage rates have skyrocketed, rising 85% in the past 19 months, while housing inventory remains tight, leading to fewer properties for sale. Student loan repayment is set to resume, affecting millions of borrowers who were previously granted a payment pause. Retailers are dealing with excess inventory and are offering significant discounts to clear stock. Furthermore, retailers of better goods are facing competition from interior designers who offer personalized experiences to consumers. Finally, some domestic suppliers are struggling to compete with aggressively priced furniture from China. In conclusion, the market remains uncertain given these various factors. As Sherlock Holmes famously said, the game is afoot. We must stay tuned to see how these dynamics will ultimately impact the market. Local news plays a vital role in any community, capturing its essence, addressing its needs, celebrating its successes, and highlighting its challenges. Unfortunately, local newsrooms are facing an alarming trend. They are vanishing before our eyes. This trend should concern us all and has significant implications. The local news landscape holds a connection to the furniture industry that may not be obvious at first. Do you remember when strolling down the main street meant seeing the newest ad from the local furniture store in the window of the local newspaper office? That connection was not just nostalgic. It was symbiotic. Disturbingly, more than 1,400 counties across the United States are at risk of losing their community news outlets, with the Southeast region particularly affected. When local news disappears civic engagement, community ties, and governmental accountability often follow suit. But it's essential not to lose hope, as organizations like the National Trust for Local News are fighting back. Through the support of philanthropic endeavors such as the Knight Foundation's investment in places like Macon, Georgia, initiatives are emerging to keep local journalism alive. As individuals in the furniture industry, especially as independent retailers, we can relate to this decline and the challenges we face ourselves— from competition with e-commerce giants to big chain stores. 
Yet we share a common thread with local newspapers, the community. We can take proactive steps to address this issue. One strategy to consider is collaborative advertising, where we pool resources to advertise collectively in local newspapers. This joint effort could have a significant impact. For those who are more digitally inclined, partnering with local newspapers for special promotions can bridge the gap between traditional and modern methods. Encouraging success stories serve as inspiration. Take Van Oppen's The Paper in North Carolina, for instance. It stands as a beacon of hope, demonstrating that local news can adapt and thrive, especially with the support of the community. Before we conclude, let us reflect on the importance of buying local in our industry. Equally crucial is the support we provide to read local and support local journalism. Local news keeps us well-informed, holds our leaders accountable, and above all, helps knit our communities together. Stay tuned to Furniture Industry News from FurniturePodcast.com to stay informed on the latest updates in the furniture industry and make sure to subscribe for future episodes.